What if you learned that your birth mother had tried to abort you? Would it fill you with rage or anger? Would it change your view of yourself? Would you have a hard time knowing what your purpose is? My name is Sharon Betters, and I'm the host of this Help and Hope podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. You know, abortion has divided families, it's divided friendships, it's divided countries. And yet out of this movement, out of this movement for abortion and against abortion, there is a rising an army of warriors who are survivors of abortion, who are telling their stories. And they're telling their stories for the purpose of redemption. And today I have uh, the privilege of talking to Claire Caldwell, who learned about 10 years ago that she was a survivor of abortion. And so today we're going to be talking about what that meant for Claire, what it means today, and what her story can do to offer you help and hope. And so Claire, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be able to share this with all of you. So Claire, before we get into um, what you learned about your birth mother and your the beginnings of your life, tell us a little bit about your life right now. So I'm a mom, um, I'm a wife and a mother, first and foremost. Um, I have three children here with my husband that we're raising. Life is just incredible. I, I travel on a, on a normal year, about 20 to 30 trips a year. Uh, but this year I have already almost made that many trips in the first four months, because as you have probably seen, um, abortion survivors and whether we exist or whether, yeah, babies are actually surviving is a big, you know, conversation and a big debate right now. And so I am traveling the country to share uh, the truth about that, but not only that, just offer hope and healing and forgiveness, a, a message of those things to those that have chosen abortion and those that are contemplating abortion and um, just provide solutions and, and a story that um, really is eye-opening and puts a face with what we're talking about when we talk about abortion. How did you find out that you were a survivor of abortion and uh, how did you feel when you, when you learned this? So my sister and I are both adopted, and my sister had met her birth mother um, a few months before I met mine. And I watched as my sister had this incredible reunion with her birth mother, and she was able to see, you know, who she looked like and who she acted like and all of these things. And they had this incredible reunion, and, and she learned about, you know, why her birth mother made this incredibly selfless and loving choice for my sister in placing her for adoption into our family. And so when I met my sister's birth mother and found out her story, I knew that I wanted to meet my birth mother. And so I searched for her and we reunited. And on our second meeting, things had gone incredibly. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. I was thrilled to be a part of her life, to get to know her, to get to know my siblings through her because she has uh, three daughters that she raised. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to continue to thank her. And so on our second meeting, I brought a gift with me and I, I just got a ring and a necklace and it had my birthstone on it. And then I had a card in with the gift and I wrote on that card, thank you for choosing life for me. And I gave her that gift that day. And her happy tears from receiving the ring and the necklace quickly turned into very sad tears. 
And she began telling me about being pregnant at 13 years old and being told that abortion was her only option. In fact, she was told that it would fix her problem, but it didn't. And so she went back to the doctor and after she had had her abortion and things didn't seem right. And so she went back and they told her that day that she had been pregnant with twins and that I had survived her abortion. And so as you can imagine, when I thought about meeting my birth mother, I thought the worst thing that will happen will be that she won't want to meet me. Um, I never imagined that I would find out that I survived her abortion, something that was meant to take my life. Not only that, um, something that, that hurt her and took my twin away from me. And so it was incredibly shocking to find out about her abortion, but it, it also gave me incredible hope, incredible purpose on my life. Um, and it gave me the opportunity to practice what I preached and forgive my birth mother because I knew that at 13 years old, um, she really just didn't know. And even if she had, she deserved to be forgiven and, and set free of what that abortion had done to her for far too long. Did you have any feelings of anger or uh, did you have an immediate heart of forgiveness toward her? I don't ever remember feeling upset or angry. I, you know, I was raised in an incredible home and I, our foundation was love and grace and forgiveness. And I knew who I was because my parents who adopted me spoke that into my life on a daily basis that regardless of the circumstances of surrounding my birth, surrounding, you know, whatever we might have found out, uh, surrounding being placed for adoption, regardless of those circumstances, I was wanted and chosen and loved by my family and by God. And so that was my identity. And so when I found out about my birth mother's abortion, I, I had a choice to make myself. I could either be angry and upset and go down that type of path to hopelessness, or I could choose to say, okay, I know who I am. I know that I'm wanted, chosen, and loved by my adoptive family, by God. And I know that there is now a, a reason that I'm here, this incredible purpose. And there's no reason to be angry and upset because God's plan was perfect for my life. And so that's what I believe to be true. And so I was never angry um, because of that. But I also saw that day when I gave my birth mother that gift, I saw this incredible, just deeply troubling pain in her eyes that I had never seen before in anyone's eyes. I knew when I saw it that I had never experienced that type of pain before. And that was when she began to tell me about her abortion that I didn't know about for the first 21 years of my life until I met her. And so seeing that pain, I knew that she was a woman that had been lied to and coerced and hurt by not only those that were supposed to be taking care of her, her, her mother and her family, but also by the people that uh, worked in that, you know, clinic and that doctor that didn't stand up for her and tell her that there was a better option for her or that she had any other option. And so my instant reaction when I met my birth mother was not only deep sadness for her, 
but gosh, I want her to be set free of this burden and this pain. And I can be a part of that by forgiving her. So no, I never felt angry. What did you feel when you found out you had a twin? That was very interesting. You know, I, I, growing up, I always wanted a brother. And so I like to say that my twin is the brother that I never had, the son that my uh, dad never had, because my parents have told me that if there had been two babies, they would have adopted us both. They would have wanted us both. And so it, it's been a journey. I, you know, I don't know for sure who I will meet in heaven one day, whether it's a sister or a brother, but I look forward to that day and I uh, will continue to speak up and share our story in honor of my twin. Um, but when I found out that I was a twin, I had never really understood or grasped or I, I didn't even have a knowledge of the magnitude of one choice when a woman walks in to have an abortion of what that can do to so many other people. I mean, we look at abortion and we think, okay, you know, a woman walks in and, and she has that abortion and it's convenient and it solves her problem and, and nobody will know and it won't affect anyone else. But if you really think about it and, and you think about, you know, my situation and, and so many other people who have, ha have experienced abortion or been affected by abortion in some way or another, that one choice affects far more people than we can even grasp or fathom. Because just like I walked in to meet my birth mother and found out that she had an abortion that affected the course of my life forever, that took my twin away from me, that would have um, made it impossible for my daughter to be born if that abortion had taken my life. And so there's, there's this incredible domino effect. And so when I found out I was a twin, I think that's, that was very eye-opening for me. Um, because I, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a twin. I haven't had the privilege to live life with my twin on this earth, but it gave me this purpose. My twin gave me this purpose and opened my eyes to the reality of what's happening in our country. What was your mom's response to uh, your forgiveness? And I imagine she was terrified to tell you about this. She was. She, um, yeah, she said, gosh, how do I even tell her? I, I tried to take her life once and then I successfully took the life of her twin. And then I tried to take her life again because she did, her mother did request a second abortion. And then when they weren't able to do that, they went to Kansas and made a third request. And so they continued to, to try and request the abortions. And so she was incredibly terrified, but when she shared it with me, I mean, there was this burden lifted off of her shoulders and she was able to begin her healing journey. And so it, it has taken a long time. I will say that for a long time, I was a reminder of those painful experiences. And I, I was someone that brought it all back for her. And so we did have a rocky relationship for the first few years. But my birth mother, you know, more recently in the past couple years has been able to work through so much and realize that I really do forgive her and God really does forgive her. And so she's able to, you know, walk through that journey of beginning to heal and beginning to 
forgive herself and, and come to terms with the fact that, okay, yes, this was not the best choice for her and for me and for my twin and for, you know, our future generations, but something good and something hopeful can come out of that choice that she made that day. Claire, what would you like women who are considering abortions to think about and to know? When my birth mother um, walked into that abortion clinic at 13 years old, she was told so many lies. She, she was not given options. She was not given choices. She was told that this abortion would fix her problem and solve her problem. Um, they didn't show her an ultrasound to show her that I was a human being and that I felt pain and that I, if I had been given a choice, that I would have wanted to live. But not only that, they didn't tell her that abortion came with a lifetime of pain and regret. And so I believe 100% that every single woman deserves better than that. And that there are people like us who do want to help and who do have resources and connections and um, there are organizations out there that are ready to welcome any woman that is faced with an unplanned pregnancy or a crisis pregnancy of any kind. We'll, they're ready to welcome them with open arms because no woman should have to walk alone, but no woman should ever feel like that there's no support. There are no resources for them. And so their only choice is abortion. But when she walks into the doors of an abortion clinic, the only option she's going to be given is abortion. And so I would want them to know that there is help available. There are people who want to support you and walk alongside you. And I would ask any woman that is faced with a crisis pregnancy to let us do that for you so that you don't experience the pain and the regret and the hurt and the years of of hardship like my birth mother did after her abortion. And so that your child can grow up to be somebody just like I did um, after my birth mother walked out of that abortion clinic, not knowing that she was still pregnant with me. How about the woman who has had an abortion? What comfort can you give to her? What counsel can you give to her? Where can she go for help? It is so hard to believe and to know and to understand that there is hope and there is healing and there's forgiveness after an abortion. I know because my birth mother walked through all of those same confusions and uncertainty and, and not being able to believe what was true about her, that she was forgiven and that she could be set free and that her abortion could be used um, to, to help other people um, and that there was light on the other side of that. And, and so I, I don't want anyone to walk away and, and think, gosh, that is just such a sad story. I want people to walk away when they hear about my survival and think, wow, that is a powerful story of forgiveness. Because that is the loudest message I want people to hear is that I know that my birth mother had an abortion. I know that my birth mother took my twin away from me. I know that the abortion possibly um, caused all kinds of physical complications for me. And yet I still forgive my birth mother because she is still worth it. She is still worthy and she deserves 
to, to find hope and to find healing after an abortion, just like every other post-abortive woman, every other post-abortive man and family across our country. And so there are multiple post-abortive programs. Uh, most pregnancy resource centers offer those programs where they can walk alongside a woman that has had an abortion and help her journey through finding healing and forgiveness and hope after her abortion. And so I would encourage anyone to reach out and to find one of those programs nearby. How can people connect with you and your story online? What is your website? My website is clairecolwell.com. C-L-A-I-R-E-C-U-L-W-E-L-L.com. And I have my social media links up on there. Well, well, we will put all that information on our website, on the landing page for Claire's conversation, my conversation with her in case you didn't get that. But there, there is help and hope. I love what Claire is telling us about the help and hope. And there are so many organizations out there, so many people who are ready uh, to jump in to those hard places with you. And so don't give up hope on that. See the... That really the glow in Claire's story that you can find that same kind of redemption through faith in Christ and learning what it means to forgive and learning what it means to receive forgiveness. And that probably is one of the hardest things for a woman who has had an abortion to receive that forgiveness that is there for her. So Claire, what are some of the things that the church can do in being proactive in bringing attention to abortion and protecting the rights of the unborn. So first and foremost, we can all pray. That is our most powerful tool, as you know. And I I think that something that I thought about abortion and that most Christians think is true about abortion is that most women who are having abortions or contemplating abortions are not Christians. And that is not true. In fact, more Christians are having abortions than non-Christians because the church as a whole, pastors are not talking about it from the pulpit and women are sitting in the pews silently suffering and feeling shame because as a whole, we are silent because they don't know that they can go to their pastors and to their church members because we're not talking about it. And so Um, I think the most important things are that we need to be talking about it. Every single pastor needs to be preaching love and grace and forgiveness after an abortion from the pulpit. But not only that, they need to be telling them, we hope you don't find yourself in this situation. But if you do, our arms are open wide. Mm -hmm. And every single member of of every church across the country needs to be talking about this in their homes, in their communities, and with their children. Because if we're not, if we're not talking to our children, if we're not talking in a, amongst our families, somebody else is. Somebody else is talking to our children, whether it's at school, whether it's at sporting event or, or wherever they may be. Somebody else will find them and they will talk to them. And so we need to be um, speaking truth, but speaking truth and love in our churches and from our pulpits and in our youth groups and especially in our homes. 
Well, Claire, as we're wrapping up our time together, and I wish we could just talk for hours because you're just offering so much hope and healing. Is there anything that you would like to say, like one-on-one to a woman who has had an abortion and just cannot grasp what it means to be forgiven or how she can ever really have full joy again? Can you just speak to that woman? I think there's one, um, well, there's many hopeful things that that can come out of a past uh, painful abortion experience, but there is one thing that we know. We know that when it's all said and done, and when we get to heaven one day, we, including me, and I'm so excited about this, that we will get to meet our babies one day. I will get to meet my twin and you will get to meet your child. And they will, because they were perfectly and wonderfully made. And they went straight back home uh, to heaven to be with God. They do. And they will embrace you with open arms and and forgive you. And so um, there is so much hope. We need to be working together and um, talking about this. And if you've had an abortion, working through your abortion experience so that we can share a message of, of truth and hope. And we can do that knowing who wins at the end of the day and um, where those children are safe um, in the father's arms. Claire, thank you so much for uh, giving me some of your time and for this conversation. Uh, My name is Sharon Betters, and you have been listening to a Help and Hope podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries, and my guest today is Claire Caldwell, and I know that her story has encouraged you, whether or not you have been touched by abortion, and I think it's really important for us to remember that around us are women and men who are probably suffering in silence and isolation because of their own history with abortion. And so there is so much that we can be doing to, as Claire said, offer grace and forgiveness and open up the doors for conversations. So you can connect with Claire at her website. You can find that information at markinc.org where we have Claire's uh, conversation, a landing page for Claire. Um, Her information is there, her connect information is there. And we offer so many more resources like this. When you go to markinc.org, that's M-A-R-K-I-N-C.org, you are going to find hundreds of resources designed to offer help and hope, and they're all free. And we are delighted to offer them for free because as my husband said, um, hurting people do not need an invoice, they need hope. And that's what we know we have for you at markinc.org. But you know, they aren't really free. Someone has paid for them to be produced. And uh, these are people who share a vision to offer help and hope to hurting people. So if you've been encouraged by Claire's story or any of our resources, we hope that you will prayerfully consider helping us continue to offer help and hope to hurting people by supporting this work and no gift is too small. You can go to markinc.org where you can safely give. Thank you so much for listening.